0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's been one week since Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, and in that time, the U.N. estimates that more than a million people have fled across the country's borders. Russian and Ukrainian officials met for a second round of talks today. They agreed to establish humanitarian corridors to evacuate civilians, but there was no agreement to end the fighting. At a news conference, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, appealed to his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, directly for a face-to-face meeting. NPR's Lauren Freyer joins us from Ukraine. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Ari. What's the latest on the ground there?
2: Well, a Russian convoy is still bogged down on its way to the capital, Kiev, but Russian troops appear to be advancing more quickly in the country's south, particularly in some strategic port cities there. A battle is also happening very close, too close for comfort to Ukraine's biggest nuclear power plant in the southeast. The UN says it's very concerned about that.
1: And what are Ukrainians who you're talking to telling you they're feeling about living through all this?
2: Millions and millions of people are hearing air raid sirens daily, they're running down into their basements and they're sitting in those bomb shelters. And experiencing this war through social media, too. There are so many videos being posted of really ghastly scenes of apartment buildings in ashes, people with bloodied faces. And this is all part of how Ukrainians are trying to understand what's happening to their country. But it's also traumatizing and re-traumatizing as they scroll through these videos. I've been talking to people in areas where Russian attacks have been taking a particularly heavy toll. Take a listen here. I reached Yevenia Ravenko in Kherson, a major city in the south, which both Russia and Ukraine claim to control.
3: Hi, Lauren. I'm, I can't say that I'm fine, but I'm alive, so I'm fine. Russian
2: troops are occupying the main government building, and Ravenko, a 25-year-old PhD student, woke up to huge explosions this morning.
3: So when the shaking was stopped, I don't know if it's it's me who is shaking or it's the house who is shaking.
2: As we speak, Ravenko is walking down her street and looking directly at Russian tanks just twenty yards away. But she has to go out. she's run out of food
3: right now, I'm looking for at least one open shop for buying some food. When she's not searching
2: for supplies, Ravenko has been toggling between episodes of her favorite show, Euphoria. And a webcam with a grainy video of Kherson city hall and the blue and yellow Ukrainian flag still flying out front as of nightfall.
3: And we checked it uh, each day and uh, each night before going to sleep. We are looking if, if the flag is still ours.
2: Meanwhile, the city of Mariupol is under siege. In a video posted to social media, Mariupol Mayor Vadim Boichenko says Russian forces have smashed trains, destroyed bridges and are blocking supplies. He compares it to the siege of Leningrad during World War II. In Kharkiv, Ukraine's second-largest city, there are bombed-out apartment buildings, whole city blocks charred. A Russian strike hit in front of the city's administrative building in Freedom Square.
3: Yeah, my office is right near, near that building. and
2: Ksenia Kovaleva runs an IT company there, or ran one, before her office was destroyed. She lives alone nearby. Her parents are across town, and they're all scared.
3: They're calling me from time to time to say their last words. So I already received three letters from my mom. And
2: then she interrupts herself.
3: I think you will hear the bomb now. Oh, no, this is the aircraft with bombs flying. I don't know if you can hear it or not.
2: I could. And so I told her to run back down to the underground garage where she's been spending most nights with her neighbors.
1: That's NPR's Lauren Frayer in Ukraine bringing us stories of people who are struggling to survive. Lauren is still on the line with us and Lauren, what are these folks you're talking to telling you about how they view their government at this critical moment?
2: Yeah, so Ukrainians have always been outnumbered militarily against Russia, but they've long thought that it's their unity, their determination that might give them an upper hand in this conflict, and that's more of what I heard today. Some people thought that if Russia invaded, it would be a quick defeat, and they've been impressed that their country has mounted such a fight. Of course, they hope it's over soon.
1: That's NPR's Lauren Freyer
0: reporting from Ukraine. Thank you. You're welcome. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, hosts Lizanne Saunders, Schwab's chief investment strategist, and Kathy Jones, Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, along with their guests, analyze economic developments and bring context to conversations around stocks, fixed income, the economy, and more. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts
2: support for NPR and the following message come from IXL learning. IXL learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership. When you sign up today at IXL.com NPR in this country,